Cinema Club listeners. It's Andres Lorente at the Popcorn Counter, and I see James Rizika right over there, and he's holding something. <laughs> James, what are you holding? What is that? Is that a book? I can't tell. You've got pictures, but you've got, got it's it, words? It's, it's a blooming enormous book. It's Look at the size of this. It's... um. So I told you, uh, we, we were watching uh, The Killer last week. Which killer? The, fin- the Fincher feature, The Killer. The Fincher um, feature, yeah. So I, I borrowed the book from the library. But look how big it is. You, you said it was a tome. It's enormous. It's like a, I say it's like a telephone directory, but young people these days don't know what a telephone directory no is. No idea. I haven't seen one in decades, no. Actually, they still don't make them. Um, luckily, if, they've got, if they run out of seats at the screening, I can oh. sit on this book. It is, oh. it is enormous. Do you, have, do you ever read graphic novels? Is it a thing for you? N- not really. The one graphic novel I rem- remember reading was it was a it was the biography of Che Guevara in a graphic novel that I loved, Whoa. and I think I also read maybe a Karl Marx graphic novel too. <laughs> Your graphic novels are very highbrow. Yeah, I've looked at Mouse. That's a graphic novel, no? Okay, That's right. A yeah, classic, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, a couple. I mean, I were you know I I teach. I'm in a public high school. We've got lots of graphic novels now in our library, and that's something that's kind of a new movement, I think, in the last 15 or 20 years. Started to see a lot of graphic novels for for the young people. And I, I, okay. I want to be cynical a little bit because it's because they can't read. So they need <laughs> pictures to spell everything out for them. But I also think of so much storyboarding in film as being graphic novels, and I think that's maybe mm. why people love them for film source material. What, what say you? I think I, I guess that's a lot of what you buy when you buy a graphic novel, isn't yeah. it? That it's basically it's, it feels like it's been storyboarded for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, already. I'm not sure what I think about the name graphic novel. Mm. I f- it, it feels like a little bit of a misnomer. I mean, yeah, sometimes they are graphic. I mean, if you look at the killer, yeah. there is some graphic violence there within Ooh. the pages. But I feel like it's. it's um, there is a video game equivalent of a graphic novel, which is called a visual novel, which is a it's oh. a game where there's not very much interactivity and basically yeah. you're sort of being told a story. Yeah. And you you might have a little degree of of agency. You might be able to choose to go, you know, into this room or to that room, but basically you're sort of being told a story. Um and I feel like, well, maybe that is a graphic novel. Yeah. This book version, maybe a pictorial novel, I was yeah. thinking, maybe oh. might be a slightly better term. What about picture book or, com? sorry, comic book? Does that help? Or comic no? book, you see. I mean, I so as a boy, I, I read 2000 AD, which is like Britain's top sort of science fiction action comic at the time. And I feel like you know, that probably still gets published. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Probably it doesn't, actually. And I don't know whether that kind of comic scene you know, is looked down on by mm. people who do graphic novels. Yeah, you know, I, you know, do people feel like a graphic novel is a, it's a higher form than a comic? Yeah, we're not we're not allowed to call them comic books. That's why I was sort of taking a chance there with you. Yeah, but I I feel I I think the people who write and enjoy comics uh, should hold their heads high. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, not at all. Um, I did read Watchmen. Uh, and the film version of Watchmen, eh, Zack Snyder, you yeah. know, uh, you know, probably neither of our favorite director. Yeah. He did make a, a big point of transposing cartoon panels directly onto the screen. Oh, really? Okay. Um, uh, so, you know, there are occasions when a graphic novel, you know, lends itself to being put straight up on the screen with as, as little intervention as possible. But uh, if you look at pages from The Killer, yeah. It starts out with, you know, a hit, 
on a uh, a guy in a French apartment. But I see very little of Fincher's film on the pages of this book. Interesting. You know, it takes the idea, you know, and that's pretty much it. It could have been based on an ordinary novel, and I think it would have taken about as much as it has from the graphic novel. Okay. And interestingly, although you say, well, the kids don't like to read, um, you know, they can't have the story unless it's got the pictures. Yeah. Um, there's an awful lot of words in The Killer. It's very, very wordy. Um, so much so that you know there are panels which are just crowded with words, with hardly enough space for the characters to oh, appear. Yeah. Okay. So um, it does make you wonder whether the story really necessarily lends itself to this format. I think you know it would be just as successful as a book with no pictures at all. So hmm, uh, using a graphic novel as source material. Um, I don't know whether it's necessarily as easy a transfer to film as it as it looks. Ah, uh, so that could yeah. be uh, that could be a myth that it's actually um, ripe ripe for adaptation. Um, Maybe it is for, for me. Yeah, I guess one of my my concerns is this: when I'm reading a book without pictures, I really have to use my imagination a lot more. So I'm actually trying to you know actively imagine what I'm supposed to see, or you know trying to see the characters and see the settings. Whereas I think it's there's there's for me there's just this spoon feeding kind of element of oh here's what it looks like, and then here's the here are the words that you need to get a bit more characterization or a bit more of the story. Um, so I just worry about that, and I think you know I we need more imagination in filmmaking. It's like you, you, you we can't just see the same images again and again. I think that's when you start to see these, this redundancy and in some of the younger filmmakers seem to be attracted to these these images that just they don't seem very original to me anymore. Ah, uh, yep. I play a daily online game called Framed. I think it's called Ooh. Uh, where you get six stills from a film oh, oh and yeah. and you have to uh, guess what the film is oh. and you only score more points the fewer stills you look at it's like a film buffs version of wordle oh wow um but uh it says that it gets its frames from this uh a big kind of online database of film frames mm. Um, and I think the idea of the film is to advertise this database, which people can use to produce mood boards and storyboards for their own projects. Oh. And that is exactly the problem that you're talking about, isn't yeah. it? It's that um, new films end up just kind of cannibalizing bits of old films. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like saying, well, here we're going to have a scene which looks like this scene out of Batman. And now we're going to have a scene which looks like this scene out of Baron Munchausen. Um, and, you know, maybe it, means that you end up with films that look like you know uh, generic little tidbits from lots of other films it's like making a record using samples rather than yeah. uh, playing an instrument there's nothing wrong with i've i've got some great albums that were made using samples yeah. but after a while um, once everything has been sampled you're kind of scratching your head a little bit looking for some original material yeah precisely um i find i personally find uh, graphic novels exhausting to read i find it really, oh, really? tiring oh boy um i only managed to get through two volumes of the killer here i did i did manage to get all the way through watchmen but it took me a while a friend of mine lent me a, this big kind of dc book um uh, a few years ago and i just could not get into it i've even bought um kind of marvel anthologies for my children but they also find them kind of a bit too tiring oh. and difficult to read oh. i personally think the pictures are better in a normal book yeah um, I think when you have to imagine it yourself, I, 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 yeah. uh, I think it looks better. But uh, maybe that's an old person talking. I don't know. I and don't they know. tend to be 
big, it sounds like, this this tome that you're carrying here tonight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, big yeah, big and heavy, and they do not lend themselves to being read on the Kindle. Oh. I did have a look on the IMDb to yeah. try and find a list of films that have been based on graphic novels, yeah, and okay. it will surprise you to learn there are a lot. Oh. Um, I've got my little list here. Wait a second. Um, so t- I, I don't know whether you would have seen any of these or not. So top of the list is, mm-hmm. well, it's The Killer. It's the David Fincher film. We have yeah. both seen that. But yes. have you seen any of these other ones? Ghost World. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, oh. Young Scarlett Johansson. It was one of the most boring films I've ever <laughs> seen. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Scarlett Johansson, though. Yeah, maybe 18, 20 years old or something like that. With, is, was Steve Buscemi in that film too? I feel like he was this pervy kind of older guy who was almost dating the girls or wanted to date the girls. It was um... has, has Steve Buscemi ever been in a film where he wasn't a pervy older guy? <laughs> That's point point well taken. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, I can't remember anything about that film except the two girls wearing t-shirts, kind of, sort of looking looking blankly yeah. out of the screen, which uh, which is like the cover of the book and yeah. the poster for the film, and my only retained image from the whole movie. I think they 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 walk around Los Angeles a lot. I think that's the theme <laughs> of the film, which is odd because you really have to drive around Los Angeles. So maybe that was the maybe that was the take on that. What else? What else? Uh, Sin City. Did you see that? I was about to mention that because I there are a couple of Robert Rodriguez films that I really like, and then he did that one, and <laughs> oof, <laughs> that like very misogynistic, very bloody and violent, black and white for the most part, I believe. Yeah. Right? Unless there is blood, I think the blood was always red, but the images were black and white. Didn't like that one either. We're not doing well. We're not. I, this is not good. I'm not, I'm not. I remember coming out of Sin City thinking, well, I bet that film was a lot of fun to make because there seems to be an awful lot of naked women on yeah. screen. Yeah. But not nearly as much fun to watch, I think. Um, okay. Well, this is a change of direction. A History of Violence by David Cronenberg. That's based on a graphic novel. That huh. is based on a graphic novel. Interestingly. Um. Yeah. Is that um. Naomi Watts in that film, maybe? Oh, she might be. Or Maria Bello. I don't know. Who it's I think it's Maria Bello, okay. yes. And then um, from Lord of the Rings, our friend from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Lord of the Rings guy is in it. <laughs> he, has to, he has to return the ring or something. I, you know, yeah. um, but I, do, I do remember that film you know, being a little bit thin on story and having quite a lot of violence in it, but uh, but broadly enjoying it. It being a little bit of a departure for David Cronenberg. It is Cronenberg, right? Because nobody got dissected during the film. Yeah. And then I'm I'm confusing it a little bit um, with um, Eastern Promises, I think, which is also Cronenberg, is it not? Ah. And the same actor. Right, okay. Okay. And it's also different from Crash as well. (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) But all three of those could be from graphic novels. Graphic novels. Crash was certainly graphic. Uh, V for Vendetta. Have you seen that? Uh, Yeah. Um, That was... (laughs) (laughs) There's a theme developing here. That was post. That was after the big ones, the Matrix ones, right? Same guys, yeah. the uh, or, yep. or, or, or same women. Um, at this point, the Wachowskis. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't remember liking that one either. Yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen is the actor in those. That's yeah, okay. it. That's okay. it. Okay, That's good. the guy with the ring. So it's okay. So we got. Well, there's a pattern forming. Okay. Well, I'm going to change tack slightly. Okay. Please. Two Tom Cruise features: oh. Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow. Didn't see either one, so I could like those. I could possibly, there's the potential that I would like those. Um, I think both of those good Tom Cruise science oh, really? fiction films. Oh, good. Okay. Um, unfortunately, both of them had this slight undercurrent that they might have something to do with the themes of Scientology. So oh. that always makes me raise a question over Tom's film choices. But uh, yeah. if you imagine you know nothing about Scientology, those yeah. are both enjoyable sci fi films. Impossible now. Okay. 
Um, okay, well, Japanese films, Ghost in the Shell uh, is based on a graphic novel. I believe we saw two versions. No, we didn't see two versions. We saw a version <laughs> we of saw that. We saw the one version. We talked a little bit about the other version, the which version, also yeah. features Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Yeah, no, we've come full we circle. Making, we're making connections. Um, and Akira, did you ever watch that? Akira, No. I know that one's famous, though, yeah. It is. It's like, it's like the most famous kind of like manga anime uh, film of all time, isn't it? I've only watched it the once, yeah. and it was very late at night at like a midnight screening when I was at university. And so I'm pretty sure I fell asleep two or three times during Akira. <laughs> um, that, so that that is my overwhelming memory of it. It's quite hypnotic and sleep-inducing. I don't think any other reasonable person will come away with that impression of Akira, and that's just me. Yeah, yeah, bye. Um, okay, we'll change tack again. Persepolis, have you seen that? I did. That one, okay, I think I liked that one. That's a, uh, that's a really interesting telling of um, life in Tehran and uh, yeah. leaving Iran. Um, I liked that, and it has a very black and white. It felt very much like a like a drawing film. You know, it's like an illustration, an illustrative yeah, film. Yeah, it's very simple animation, uh, isn't it? I think yeah. based very closely on the on the style of the comic, yeah. of the the graphic novel that it's based on. I say yeah. comic there. Oh, I can hear people oh. writing in to complain already. Oh god! I can still uh, clearly remember scenes of people being yeah you know, frightened of the religious police and um, you know arranging a party and and kind of closing the curtains and sort of blacking out the windows and yeah um, yeah. So uh, that film made a real impression on me. That film is closely based on the graphic novel that it draws from. Yeah. And that film is interesting because it it really gives, as an American, we know nothing about Iran and we know nothing about um, Iran before like 1978, of course. Um, and it's it's just such an interesting country, just a wealth of, of, of culture and history. And um, it's changed a lot. So it's this little snapshot of life in, in uh, Iran before the revolution. So it's actually, I th- it feels like a, you know, very. It's a very personal story. I think she, it's her, based on her life, um, and uh, it gives us, yeah, I think it gives us information that we need. And that was really, that was a good film, Persepolis. Uh, so that's one thumb up at least. Yeah, I've got, I have a few more here. Okay, um, American Splendor, that poor Giamatti film. Did you ever see that? Oh God, oh God. <laughs> So that appears in a double bill with Ghost World, I presume, in it your mind. It does. I, I mix those two together all the time. That, uh, yes. Is that, well, I want to say that's Tony Collette, but it's not. It's um, I'll have to look that one up. Oh gosh, yes, that one. I just felt like the the they're two they're two comic book or two yeah two graphic novel writers or something like that or maybe they had comic strips right. It's a, a, a they're a couple. And they both do the same sort of job, as I recall. I think so. It's a biography of their lives. And they just seemed like really, they're introverted, as I recall. Um, and <laughs> not I, obvious, obvious um, subjects for a biopic. Yeah, not, uh, and, and yeah, just not super engaging people. So I, I think I just did not, I mean, they, they're played very well by um, the actors. Um, but it just was not, yeah, not very, not very exciting to me. Harvey Picar, I think that's the name of the, I think that's the, um, one of the artists. Yeah. Did you see that film? Do you remember it or no? Yeah, I did. And, you know, I remember nothing about it apart from Paul Giamatti looking a bit cheesed off. Yeah, yeah. Which is, but maybe that was the the main proportion of the film. And I um, obviously, yeah, I totally forgot who the actress is because um, I don't see the name of the actor. I thought there was another lead who was quite famous at the time. But um, yeah, he, he just not a character you'd really relate to, I think. I mean, maybe a great writer, maybe he produced a great comic book, but in terms of a, as a protagonist in a film, 
not somebody you'd want to bet a lot of money on, I don't think. But Paul Giamatti plays it very well. I, I get the feeling that that's how the guy was. But but who wants to watch two hours of that? I, I didn't. I think I was, <laughs> these are the old days before streaming. I sat in a theater and watched that film yeah, against. Yeah, I think we did too. Yeah, absolutely. Oof. Okay, I have a B team list here, which okay. is uh, films based on a graphic novel, which I have not seen. Oh, okay. this is going to be a, 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 a bit of a quicker run through. This but is it may t- turn out that you've seen some of these. <laughs> no, this is probably going to be the two of us talking about films we've not seen, which is not a good look on the two real cinema club. We're back on home ground now. So, um, right, some of the films that I have not seen that I'm now going to be forced to talk about on a podcast. Blue is the warmest colour. It is. Winner of the Palm Door. Apparently the first Palm Door winner to be based on a graphic novel. 2013. Uh, lesbian drama, I think very dramatic. I think very emotional. I have not seen it. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like a fun night out on at the movies, but um, but. A proper achievement. I think I've seen it and don't remember it at all. Uh, oh, maybe not as heartbreaking as I've been led to re- mm. led to believe. Then, yeah, I'd have to see it again. I think. Or maybe it was so traumatizing you just blotted it out of yes, your memory. Yeah, I know that I've seen that film, but I can't tell you anything about it. Sorry. Well, uh, your my favorite Tom Hanks appears in Road to Perdition. Yeah, where he <laughs> he, he does is that uh, Sam Mendes and maybe it is Sam Mendes. Isn't it? I think this is the film he made after American Beauty. Um, I have not seen it. I think Tom Hanks is a uh, hitman, something like that. Is that right? Yeah, he's not the lead in that film. Um, ah, not going to recommend it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to feel like I've got off lightly here. Um, Cowboys and aliens. <laughs> The less said, the better. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I think that's funny because I would have thought that film is right up your street. But well, that's a great title. Stri- and in hindsight, I mean, when I when I saw that title, I elected not to see the film. But um, <laughs> boy, it's a good one. Cowboys and aliens. It's a good promise. It take, that does take great skill to set your stall out so entirely in three words. Yeah, yeah. Especially when one of them is and. That's a what do they call it? That's a spoonful pitch or what is it? A pitch and a spoonful or whatever. <laughs> Elevator pitch. I mean, that's just a three-word pitch. Three yes. words. Take three money, words. make the film. <laughs> um, when the Wind Blows. Nope. Nope. So I, I saw a theatre production oh. based on When the Wind Blows, but not the film. Uh, Monkey Bone. Haven't seen What's that. What's that? Wanted. Haven't seen that. Scott Pilgrim. Haven't seen that. Abraham Lincoln, colon, Vampire Hunter. I have not seen any of these films, but they are all based on graphic novels. Okay. The last one on my list, a little bit different, Gemma Bovary. Have you seen that? No. Which is like a modern reinterpretation of, of, uh, is it Mrs. Bovary? Emma Bovary? What's the? Madame Bovary. Madame Bovary. That's it. There we go. Flaubert. Uh, um, that's I a think... fantastic book. And there is a, there is an adaptation of it that I did not like. A French adaptation. Not very good. But I have never heard it. Is it, em, did you say Emma Bovary or? Emma, Emma Bovary. Emma Bovary. Uh, no, no. no, Gemma Bovary. Gemma, Gemma Bovary. Gemma Bovary. Nope. Good. So <laughs> this has been another excellent <laughs> podcast episode of us talking about films that we haven't seen it's funny because my takeaway is you've said you have a hard time reading them your children have a hard time reading them that they don't make great source material for films (laughs) we've not liked a lot of them we have liked a few of them i is there a theme here the theme here is maybe (laughs) maybe it's better to sit down and write an original story and and turn that into a film with someone who can visualize your ideas that you have imagined yourself as opposed to borrowing pictures from which is almost like a prepackaged product for for a film i don't know 
I, I have three takeaways from this. One, yeah. one is yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed about with comics. Yeah. If you've written a comic, yeah. call it a comic. Yeah. Uh, and be proud that you've written a comic. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with comics. Um, the second thing is, um, yeah, just write a novel. Words. We like words. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course we're going to like words because we're writers. But you know what? Yeah, stick to the words. Yeah. You can't go wrong with words. And my third takeaway is, you know what? These books, they're big. You can sit on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're a bit shorter, we've got 13 people coming around for Christmas lunch next oh, month. do you? Yeah, you're going to um, need So I might hang on to this copy of The Killer. So it's just that one of my nephews could sit on it for Christmas lunch, I think. It almost implies that you can read it with your arse, which is not a, <laughs> not a good takeaway either. <laughs> I mean, it depends how thick the ink is on the page, but I could give it a go. But then maybe maybe the librarian will be cross with me when I take the book back. Absolutely. Missing pages, missing ink. Um, exactly. I think, yeah, another takeaway might be just, um, you know, there are a lot of different mediums or different ways to tell a story. And, and a comic book is a, a perfectly good way to tell a story. A graphic novel probably is a good way to tell a story. A novel is, but it doesn't make them films, I guess. And I think that was one of the problems that I had with some recent films that we watched that were based on the graphic novel is that it, you know it doesn't need chapters it doesn't need to 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 tell an enormous story it just needs to tell a short story very well and using pictures moving pictures and i think they all are different mediums and we sometimes we just we're looking for source material and we grab things that aren't necessarily cinematic and try to turn them into films and that doesn't always work but it was good to see that a couple of them i thought were pretty good projects and a couple of them i didn't even know that they were graphic novels previously so I wonder what are the ones that worked are ones that which are like the killer where they they've kind of not taken an enormous amount from the graphic yeah. side of the graphic novel yeah. that probably helps yeah uh, yeah 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 well I'm looking forward to a musical next week things will be a little bit different uh, yeah then we can complain about musicals and we can talk about musicals we've never seen before <laughs> is there a graphic novel of West Side Story if not why not so do you have another book that I can see <laughs> 